When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford come right back at you here for the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Lakerholics.com, and our awesome friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, after last night's game, where it was completely a debacle in the third quarter, once again, you could see the mounting frustrations grow with one of our star players, Anthony Davis. And on top of all those frustrations was the fact that he got ejected for basically losing his shoe. I know that's something we didn't mention on last night's show, but I wanted to save it for today in that he did get ejected when he lost his shoe and told the ref and notified him he lost his shoe, but the ref decided to continue inbounding the ball to the Bulls. The Bulls got to play on and Anthony Davis thought that was unfair because it's kind of like an unwritten rule out there that you kind of wait for the guy that's tying a shoe, that's putting a shoe back on after you lost a shoe. You kind of think, you know, fair play involved, but obviously this ref didn't think so. And AD kind of said his piece about it and was ejected for doing so in the mountings of another frustrating game for him, noticing that since LeBron has left, increasingly getting double teamed time in and time out and seeing the lack of effort in this game and the lack of effort in the Minnesota game on Friday in the third quarter and hearing his comments both last week and this week, you know, I'm getting some mounting frustration vibes from him. Nothing I'm seeing verbatim or hearing any reports of, but his comments such as last week when he said, we suck, kind of putting alarm bells in my head per se, but here today to talk about AD and also the upcoming road trip and some possible good news that might be on the way for AD in the form of LeBron James maybe rejoining the team, which we'll update you on shortly. He's a good man indeed. He is our Lakers fast break historian for the NBA and the Lakers. It is Sean Grice and Magic Man. Good to have you back on the program once again. 
like I said, I reached out to you because I wanted to talk a little bit about this because I'm, I'm not, it's not that I'm seeing any Sham Sharania or Adrian Wojnarowski reports on this, but the comments that have been made recently and the way that he's being played when LeBron is out and you're seeing the double teams, you're seeing the frustration that when he goes and passes out, that the team is not supporting 100%. They're not executing on offense, even with LeBron sometimes, you know, when he's been in the lineup. It's just not clicking the way I think that a lot of people in the Lakers organization, especially Anthony Davis, thought it would be. Absolutely, Gerald. And with the description you gave of the events surrounding, you know, just basically AD simmered last night. And, you know, that simmer, I agree with you, Gerald, it could come to a boil here. And it's not as if AD is the most bombastic or flamboyant superstar we have in the NBA. He's very subdued, actually. He's he's pretty much the antithetical NBA superstar. So when he he gets testy, you start to take notice. Of course. I I did as well, Gerald. I I mean, it's very obvious that he is frustrated. I mean, there's no question about that. Other than yourself, and I would say Steve Jones Jr., a lot of NBA media aren't discussing this. And, you know, AD's frustration, I think, is encompassing everything. I think he's frustrated that two years ago, you know, before before COVID broke, AD was struggling a little bit. And the reason he was struggling was he was getting double teamed. And the concern I have, and if you look back, I think you'll be concerned as well, Gerald, is that the same double teams that affected AD before the the bubble happened are the same ones affecting him now. And to me, that's a tactical error on Vogel's part. I don't think he's really adjusting to AD being doubled. I think that's frustrating him. Like you said, he said we sucked. I, you know, it's pretty obvious, Gerald, that we're getting we're getting different kinds of effort from different kinds of personnel on any given night. I can't make heads or tails of it myself. At times, Malik Monk will play very hard on defense. He's not a good defender. At times, he can be an adequate defender. But most of the time, if he's not scoring 25, he's very, very lackadaisical on the, on the defensive end. And I see the same thing from Russell Westbrook. I'm seeing the same thing from, I was going to say Ken Bazemore, but he's pretty much played himself out of a rotation spot. So I can see where AD is just as frustrated as we all are at what we're seeing. Well, I'm very concerned right now for the future of the franchise, if that's the case. Might be nothing. Could be nothing. But it could also lead to something bigger if you don't stop it now. You don't do something to go ahead and talk to AD or let AD know that he is supported and appreciated like no other because he is only 30. He is someone that still has two, three, four years left beyond what LeBron may be capable of as an elite player. So it's something you want to go ahead and nip at the bud per se and not just ignore it and because the winning organizations then they sense these things 
when there's some type of turmoil going on, they go ahead and attack it head on. And the losing organizations or the organizations that are not as quite as equipped to handle these kind of situations, they just let these things go and and then it simmers and then it simmers to a to a boil and you know by then it's too late and we see situations where the player wants to lead, the player wants to get traded, et cetera, et cetera, which we've already seen well pretty much every year now we see mm-hmm. a player that's discontented that wants to leave. I don't want that to happen to AD. I don't want it to get to the point where that happens. I really think that having AD here, even though I wish he was more forceful and impactful at times, I know that he gets easily pushed out of the block still, even to this day, even though he's stronger at this point in his career, I think than the majority of four or fives that are out there, he still gets himself, you know, a lot out there based off of finesse instead of power. And I think he mm-hmm. should rely a little bit more on power and strength that, I think he, if he tried to, he would be more efficient down in the block. But still, when you're argue, you can't argue with what he's doing statistically. Twenty four points. He's doing a great job out there. But I feel as if he could do more, and I feel as if he thinks himself that he can give more to the team as well. Absolutely, Gerald. The Spurs game, for example, he had twenty seven points at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an incredible, efficient performance he gave, and he had seven points the rest of the game. It, it, it's almost. I as should if... say he's uh, at twenty-four points, eleven rebounds. Sorry. Oh, okay, yes, correct. But that is yeah. above his career average. It, so. it is, it is, and you know that first game, he like that was something from outer space. He was like two or nine from the free throw line. He he was one of six or one of seven from the three point line. It was. It was very un-AD like he's picked up his free throw percentage greatly. I'm glad he's not shooting threes if he doesn't think he can make them. Uh, why take them if he can't make them? Yeah, he's only shooting at a 20% clip. So, I mean, he's never been a good three-point shooter anyways. The only time he was actually really efficient was in the bubble. Or mm-hmm. I should say passable, an average. It was in the bubble where he was hitting enough to really augment his game. Now, when he takes it, like you said, it's just, it's, it's not good. You're not getting good results. So he is reducing the number of three pointers that he's taking. And you're right, Gerald, when LeBron comes back, I think LeBron will be able to supplant AD's outside shooting and the Lakers will be able to survive off the aggregate from that. And again, Kirk Goldsberry, who's one of the best scribes that we still have, wrote a great piece earlier a few weeks ago where he talked about how LeBron has become a different kind of animal when it comes to scoring. He relies now more on jump shots rather than rim attacks. And obviously one of the reasons why the Lakers acquired Russell Westbrook was because LeBron James was able to convince Rob Polinka that if you brought Russell Westbrook here, I could still maintain a pretty good three-point percentage and Russ would be the rim attacker. Well, pretty much nothing of the sort has happened yet, Gerald. Russ, LeBron, and AD have played a combined 113 minutes together, which isn't much of anything to digest. I mean, that's less than four games of of action. So, I mean... We don't have an identity offensively, 
even though we can score a lot of points on any given night, we have a reputation now of being uh, middling to somewhat terrible defense, depending on our matchups and the opponent. So we really don't have an identity right now, and we're a fifth of the way through the season, and we've got this road trip coming up, and that'll take us to, you know, the quarter pole. And, you know, we still don't have an identity yet. I mean, if it's to come, I'd sure like to see some signs of it because there's only so much runway in in an 82-game season. Eventually, the plane's got to take off if you want to get to the mountain. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. <laughs> that, it doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Sean Grice, the magic man. He's here in the house. He's the Lakers Fast Break historian. Glad to have him here. Wanted to go ahead and ask you this as we head into our first extended road trip of the season. I know Laker Tom is still very optimistic on the team. I know his comments today off our video stated that, you know, what we're having the issues right now because of the injuries. I don't think the injuries are telling the entire tale for the Lakers and their struggles so far this season. I, I have to disagree with him there. I think, uh, some of it is the wrong fit to the pieces to this puzzle. And I think Rob Palenka might be a little bit to blame for that. But in regards to the extended road trip, that's coming up here. It starts off with Milwaukee tomorrow. I do know that it was reported in The Athletic by Sham Sharanya that there's some good news on the way that LeBron is circling for a return to the lineup on Friday with the Boston Celtics doesn't still have that same kind of feel as the old days, but you know, we've talked about that before in the past, but he is circling a Friday return. What are your hopes are for this particular road trip? I'm going to go ahead and read the comments here after your thoughts uh, from Jamie sweet, but what are your thoughts on this road trip and what we can accomplish? I think this uh, other than playing the Pistons who are uh, a very putrid NBA team, to put it nicely, I think it's going to tell a lot about where we are offensively, Gerald. We're playing the defending champs on Wednesday, and, you know, they're kind of bobbing up their heads up and down in the water right now as well, but they'll be at full bore at home and we'll be ready to go, so we'll just see how good of an offensive team we are. Then we play the Boston Celtics, and the Celtics right now, I think, are the best defensive team in the NBA. They're playing a very physical, very menacing style of team defense, and that will be a test. And then you play the New York Knicks. The Knicks are essentially the the new Nets. Great offense, terrible defense. So, I mean, it's going to be strength versus strength for us 
against them, and we played the Indiana Pacers. So I expect us to go. I'm ex- I'm hoping for three and two, but given the way we're we're kind of just dragging our feet, I think it's going to be a two and three road trip, Gerald. Oh my gosh, you sound like Jamie Sweet. Jamie Sweet also predicted two and three. I predicted three and two. I know Tom predicted four and one. Oh God. I I do think though, in one respect, that what Tom recently said in regards to the problem with the wings and our lack of available wings and our lack of wings period on the roster is something that needs to be addressed before the season ends. I think that he was right on the money on that. The fact that you know you're banking everything on a 37 year old individual that when he comes back may or may not fill 15 minutes of time with good quality minutes and may not be able to even do that anymore at his age. So I'm worried about what he can give you when he comes back. And the fact that the team really does not have much in the way of offer as far as six, seven, six, eight wings that can really guard defend and be athletic and actually also as well, be able to do something for you from the outside. So that is something I think that should be on the hot plate right now. Plus also some backcourt defensive help is a primary concern at this point because we saw what happened and how bad the Lakers were roasted. I love Melo, but I don't love Melo when he's guarding on the perimeter as DeMar DeRozan made sure that he was able to go ahead and score on him at every opportunity last night. So that's something that the he, Lakers have to be concerned about. He needs to stay on the block for yes. everybody's concern. Yeah, no, absolutely, Gerald. I agree 100% about that. He needs to stay on the block. I will say, as far as him having to be out there on the perimeter. Oh, it's death for the Lakers. Yeah, that was totally an inexcusable tactical error by by Vogel. I mean, my goodness. You need to do what you can to keep him on the block. Yes. He's a good rebounder. Yes. he's He's strong enough where he can go ahead and be effective down the block and stay on the floor if he stays down on the block on the defensive he's a, side. He's a block. pretty good shot blocker for a forward. Well, and it's not that he goes up high; he gets you down low. He right. strips. He he knows exactly, and you know, over the years, his his veteran savvy knows when somebody's driving to the lane where they're holding their the ball, and obviously that's what he's very good at. In fact, the other day, you know, he had four blocks in the same mm-hmm. game. All of them were down low. None yep. were up high. So having him on the block would be great to consistently do that. But you've got to go ahead and do what you can to hide him down there on defense. The Lakers did a poor job of it, and that was only one of their myriad of problems, which was you know, obviously the reason why the Chicago Bulls, or one of the many reasons why the Chicago, Chicago Bulls actually won the game so handily yesterday. But Hopefully we can go ahead and change some things around. And then LeBron is coming back, hopefully as early as Friday. So that's some good news there. But my friend, it's been great having you on the show for your quick thoughts on that. Uh, Again, I've just, I was as a friend and also the fact that we're doing this in front of everybody else out there that's listening in on us. And we do thank you for listening and watching and big shout out to everyone that is. I'm just sharing concern. Am I, Am I overreacting to what AD's frustrations are the past couple of weeks? No, Gerald, you're not. You're not. I've I've um I've been fascinated um by Anthony Davis as a player since, you know, I saw that first special before the the Kentucky game where where Cal basically said he was he's the best player I've ever recruited. 
And he, uh, Cal says that about every player he recruits, but he really meant it. And AD proved it. He won every award college basketball has. So I've been following his career from the start. He's very subdued, Gerald. He he doesn't he he's very Kawhi like in the fact that he 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 tries to be emotionless about emotion, pretty much. Like if that's if that's even a um, thing. But he's not very emotional. He tries not to be very emotional about situations, and it's frustrating to him to see the lack of effort by some of his own guys in the foxhole. I mean, that that has to be frustrating. And you're right. I picked up on it too, Gerald. And if we both picked up on it, a lot of other people have too. So I don't think I don't think it's an overreaction. I think it's a, a genuine concern because we also need to keep this in mind. When Anthony opted out of the contract last offseason, he signed a five-year Supermax extension. But the fifth year is a player option. So it was really only a four-year deal. And now we're in the second year of that four-year deal, and he's obviously frustrated. So I don't think it's a cons- uh, overreaction at all, Gerald. I'll tell you what, before we head on out, again, I know a lot of people out there, I think, are starting to warm up on the idea that there should be some concerns, especially if you're in Lakerland. So I'm hoping that they'll go ahead and start alleviating some of these issues and concerns for Anthony Davis, because I do want him to stay around. I think him as either a 1 or a 1A player for the team is obviously good news going forward if that can continue to happen. But before we head on out, Mr. Jamie Sweet wanted to go ahead and read off some of his wonderful comments that he's been saying on our Facebook page at Lakers Fast Break. And then the mm-hmm. things he wanted to say was, have we debunked the three superstars as a super awesome theory yet? Which, of course, is the theory of our own Laker Tom. I thought we debunked that a long time ago, especially it depends on the three superstars. Uh, you know, if that third superstar is Russell Westbrook, you still have some concerns because we've seen already in the first, what, 15 games already that there has been good Russ and bad Russ. And when you have bad Russ at the wrong time, it can mean a lot of problems for you as a team. So we'll see what happens you know, as we continue to go on the season. Injuries are but a slice of the duty pie. We're all eating so far. And yeah, every team can say that. Every team has injuries right now. It's just that time of the season. So every team is trying to deal with it. So, I mean, as much as we can say that's our excuse, everybody has an excuse. I mean, the Chicago Bulls had Nikola Vucevic out with COVID. So he mm-hmm. was, you know, one of their better players on the team. So they, they could say the same thing as well. But yet they won both in L.A., the Clippers and the Lakers. So they did the L.A. sweep. So you can't really argue too much on there. I mean, Golden State is who's playing now as we speak against Brooklyn. They're 10 and 2. They're doing such a great job so far. They only have two losses on the season, and they still have two major players that need to come back from injury. So, I mean, every team has this this issue to a certain extent, so you can only take that line of thinking so far. Now, mind you, it is LeBron, but still, when you have four individual players that you could maybe argue that all four in Dwight Howard and, of course, Carmelo, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, there's still four players out there that in the top a hundred, let's go and say a top hundred players of all time, 
you still should be able to get something better on your returns than what they're seeing so far. So uh, I don't want to really go ahead and, and get, delve into more than that because we have said that on, on previous podcasts. But still, I do have my concerns. Need to figure out who can defend and score with AD. That's right. You just got is we should be able to get a better mix of who can play with AD and who can't because we've already played several games without LeBron and we sure should be already getting an idea on that. So at some point in time, you got to realize this is the team that you have and this experimentation and whatnot, trying to pull the right strings, trying to push the right buttons. It's, it's still something where, you know, I know is a work in progress, but you know, as we get into game 15, game 20, you start to realize the team you have. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I don't know, Sean, I'm, I'm concerned, but, you know, before we head on out, any last thoughts from you, my friend? I'm really, really, really starting to think now that Let's say we go another 10 games and they're five and five. That would mean that we're almost 30 games in and we're still treading water. Last season, that was pretty much Palinka's team. He wanted outsmart everybody and sign Montrose Harrell. So that's what he did. And he wanted to bring in Marcus all. So that's what he did. And it ended up being a mess. Uh, a, a right mess and Palinka kind of owned it and he said okay I'm gonna double down on it I'm, I'm going more offense not less more offense now so now Vogel's left with a team that pretty much doesn't match any of his characteristics as a defensive coach like almost none except for AD when LeBron came into Vogel's first season he made it a point that we're going to be a defensive team. We're going to have a defensive identity, and that's how we're going to get things done. And it worked, Gerald. We won a championship. People could talk about the bubble all they want. We won a championship. And to me, it was because they forged that defensive identity. Now, basically, we're, we're neither hot nor cold on either end on any given night, and we're expecting LeBron to come in and just perform brain surgery (laughs) while he's walking a tightrope. I'm concerned. I really think these next 10 games are going to show a lot, and some things might need to be reevaluated very quickly. So funny, because Jamie, you know his love, if you've listened to the show, for, or lack thereof, for Frank Vogel. (laughs) So he's commenting on there about what you're saying and what I'm saying in regards to the team, but he's still thinking he's not putting any of the players two through 15 in this case, since LeBron's out in any position to succeed or have a consistent role. I think inconsistency with the rest of the players outside LeBron and AD is part of the problem, part of the issue, because you don't know from one day or the next who you're going to get 
that's going to come out there and be consistent for you. Jamie also says he agrees with you to a point. Well, you say you don't mind Frank, but I always get the inference, Jamie, that you do mean otherwise. So yeah, I, yeah, no. I, I always did too. Yeah, it, it was so, like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, to Frank I, I, I kind of like Frank a little bit more than you as a coach. I'll say that, Jamie. I, I kind of think if you were able to, and that's one thing we should do one of these days when we all get together. Hopefully, one day is that we should decide if there's one that's got to go first. Is it Rob? Or is it Frank? But we'll leave that for another mm-hmm. day. We'll leave that for another day. Let's see if we can get the Lakers back on the right track and see if they can go ahead and have a positive road trip because it all starts tomorrow in Milwaukee. And we'll be back. Laker Tom, hopefully Jamie Sweet, and I will be back to go ahead and discuss it. But we'll see what happens if, if, after the game. So if you want to go ahead and check us out, we will be here after the game against Milwaukee as they start an extended road trip for the first time this season. We'll see if out on the road treats the Lakers a lot better than at home. But if you have a chance, Sean, what is your Instagram or Twitter or how can they follow you on social media? Yep. No, Gerald, I'm I'm about to put out my uh, very first video on uh, IG and YouTube, and the handle is put a little mustard. All right, put a little mustard. Don't say on it. So just say put a little mustard right there for you. That's put a little mustard on Instagram and YouTube. And with Jamie Sweet says, my daughter may be in the show, but he'll, you know, was it, hey, maybe your daughter might have better thoughts than any of us. So we'll see. Yes. But yes, we'll see what happens indeed. But it is Sean Grice, a.k.a. The Magic Man. If you have any thoughts, please share it with him. Instagram and YouTube, put a little mustard. And with us, of course, it's at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter and Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow with the Lakerholics with the post game, hopefully for the start of a road trip that will be a favorable one. We're hoping that Milwaukee will go ahead and lose to the Lakers. We'll see if they can go ahead and pick up the win the Lakers can on Wednesday. We'll go ahead and report to you then after the game. So please join us right here on Facebook at Lakers Fast Break or check it out, YouTube, Lakers Fast Break, or go ahead at any point in time wherever you get your podcasts right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.